Hey, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. I just want to say thank you for joining us here online. It is our prayer today that today's message would be helpful and meaningful to your life. If you're in the South Atlanta area, I would personally like to invite you to come to one of our three services on Sunday at 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 12 p.m. We're located at 4401 Highway 155 North in Stockbridge, Georgia. You may visit our website for more information at sccview.net. Again, that's sccview.net. Thanks again for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful day. I'm excited. We're talking about breakthrough today. I want to tell you as we get started that we're in our 21 day of prayer and fasting. We have one more week of that. So if you haven't, join us for the last week. Give up something and watch what God did. We're praying for breakthrough. And so we've said that, you know, if, you, if God has done something, a miracle in your life, would you just please email me about that? Would you please just say, you know what, Pastor Jeff, here's something that's happened in my life. We just want to celebrate with you. I do. And today, uh, we've determined that 2018, we started and we said, we've determined that 2018 is my time to act. So let's just say this, coming on the screen now, let's say it together. You ready? Come on. 2018 is my time to act. And so what does act mean? Let's read it together. You ready? Come on. Apply, change, and teach. And that's what, that's what it's all about is that, you know, in order for me to be different, something's got to change. Are you praying God change you? Because in order for my life to get better, something's got to change with me. Not everybody else has got to change with me. And so I want to challenge you to do that. Because here, listen, you make your choices and your choices make you. you we said, you know what? Uh, remember how we said this, that, you know, your life consists of your choices, your behavior, your habits, over time, make you. And so we want to change that. We want God to change me. And so today I want to teach you something that I'm very excited about. And today I want to teach you how to pray when you don't know what to pray, okay? I want to ask you this question before we get started. Is there anybody in this room besides me that there's been times that you just did not know what to pray? Anybody been ever that overwhelmed besides me? Okay, great, that is about three quarters of us. The rest of you, you know, I don't know, just hang in here. <laughs> yes, we all have done that. And so I want to teach you to pray the perfect prayer, okay? The perfect prayer, no matter what the situation is, the one that we are sure that God will hear, I want to teach you that today, and I, I'm going to teach you that. So what I'd like you to do is look at the, on your outline with me. This is the Lord's Prayer, and we're going to read it together, okay? It's in the New King James Version, so it's a little bit different than the King James. So let's, let's read it together. You ready? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Now that's really hard for me to do because uh, I want, you know, I've learned the King James Version, so I am thy, you know, and, and so whatever way you learned it, that's fine. But today I want to tell you, I want, to, I want you to experience breakthrough. That's what this is all about. Remember what we said breakthrough is? Breakthrough is a sudden change. 
in your situation. It's a dramatic, sudden change where you know that God has done this. And that's what we're believing for now is that God is doing breakthrough. That's why we're fasting. So today what I want to do is we're going to go through the Lord's Prayer because Jesus said this is how you should pray. Many people think that your, many people think their prayer is not effective if it's not long. Okay? That is, a, that is a falsehood. That is not true. Jesus said, matter of fact, do not babble on and on like unbelievers. He said, don't do that. Don't worry about long prayers. Have effective prayers. And he's, that's why he's, he taught us how to pray. So today I want to take you through the Lord's Prayer, and I'm going to teach you how to pray the Lord's Prayer, okay? Because it's not, we don't just read it like that, because that means, you know, we can just read that over and over, and it really doesn't mean anything to us. But today I want to teach you every phrase, what it means so you know how to pray it. And you can pray it within five to ten minutes and you can have a, a meaningful prayer that God will answer. Does that sound interesting to you? Okay, all right. So here we go. You ready? So if you could go ahead and take out your message notes. Look at the first one with me. The first statement of the Lord's Prayer is what? What's those first two words? Our Father. Okay, would you write this in? This is what you do when you say Our Father. You verbalize God's love for you. You verbalize God's love for you. Okay, I want to tell you this. I couldn't wait to tell you this, so I'm, I'm about to die. All right? The problem with this, the problem with our relationship with God is this, is that we think that God thinks about us the way we think about ourselves. We also think that God thinks about us the way that other people have spoken about us. Here's what I want to tell you. The reason that Jesus had us start off with this phrase, our Father, is because he wanted us to verbalize that God loves me. When you say our Father, that's what you to say. When you say our Father, you pause in your prayer and say, God, you love me. Okay, so let's just try it right now. We're going to say our Father, and we're going to pause, and we're going to say, God, you love me. You ready? Come on, let's do it. Our Father, God, you love me. Okay? That is a fact that God loves you. There is nothing that you can do about that. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And see, the thing about it is, is that sometimes I don't love me. Do you ever have that issue sometimes? Sometimes I don't love me. I don't like the way that, you know, I have done things sometimes. And, and I disappoint me sometimes. I disappoint myself. And it's real easy to feel like that since I disappointed me and I don't like me, then God certainly cannot love me, right? But Jesus said that when you start this prayer, you say, Our Father, and you know that means that God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. You got that? Now watch this. I come across a story a couple years ago that helps sort of put this in perspective. There was an emperor who was actually leading a charge. Uh, he was leading a, an army, and his army had a great victory. And they were throwing a parade because of the victory, and people were aligned on the streets. And there was a, a guards, you know, soldiers aligning, making sure that people were not, you know, getting too close to the parade. And all of a sudden, there was this little boy, about 10 years old, come and wiggled, wormed his way through the crowd, and he started breaking out toward the parade, toward the head of parade where the emperor was. And a, a soldier grabbed him and picked him up and said, Son, don't you know who that is up there in that chariot? He said, Son, that's the emperor. And a little boy looked at him and said, Sir, 
That may be your emperor, but that's my father. You see what I'm talking Watch this. Too many of us approach God as the emperor, the rule keeper, the, the judge, the, the one that's going to come down on you, the one that, that's going to doesn't have time for you. He's too important. But he, Jesus said, no, 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 no. You remember when you pray, you're like that little boy worming your way through the crowd, is that God is waiting on your voice. He's your father, right? Ready? Come on. Our father, God, you love me. Come on, let's say it. You ready? Our father, God, you love me. Here's what I got to tell you. God loves everybody, everybody. There's nothing that anyone can do to make God love them more, but not everybody's a child of God. You know what? The only way that you're a child of God, now the child, being a child of God qualifies you for heaven. It qualifies you for the blessings of God. And the only way that you can be a child of God is that you've got to ask God to be the Savior. You've got to ask Jesus to be the Savior of your life. And when you ask, accept God's son, then he says, you know what, I'm going to be your father. And so to do that, if you don't know what to do or how to do it, we have a prayer right inside this program that you can pray to lead you in that step. You don't need me to do it. Right there, you can do it. And the only thing we ask you to do is check it on this box. It says, I'm praying the prayer to become a Christ father. Now, you've got all the service to think about. Do you want God to be your father, your heavenly father? So you can check it on that box when you make that decision. The second thing I'd like to share with you on this prayer Remember we said our Father. Then the next statement is, hallowed be your name. Okay, here's one I should write down. You ready? Write down. Thank you. Thank God. Thank God for who he is and what he's done. That's what this phrase means. So we say, our Father, oh God, you love me. Hallowed be your name. You thank God for who he is and what he's done. Look, watch this. Watch this. This is the place to where you put God in his place. You ever heard someone say, you know what, I had to put that person in their place. You ever heard that statement? Okay, maybe you've said it. Got to put them in their place. This is the place where you put God in his place. And you know what kind of place you put him in? You know what, when you say, hallowed be your name, you say, God, you are right. Lord, there is no, you are right, God. You are right, you're righteous, and you have all power. See what I'm talking about? You put God in his place. Lord, not only you're holy, you're right, and God, you have all power. So immediately, you're reminding yourself of who God is. Jeremiah prayed a prayer like this. Look how he started his prayer, and he was praying like this. Look what it says. Jeremiah 10, 6, it says, Oh, Lord, there is no other God like you. Now, let's read what's on the line. You ready? Come on. For you are great, and your name is full of Your name's full of power. Your name's full of power. Our Father, God, you love me. Hallowed be your name. Lord, you have all power. You are right, oh God. There is none greater than you. You can do anything. You put God in his place. Is that making sense to you? See how, see how this prayer works? It's like, okay, then we go to the next statement, the next phrase, and look what it says. The next phrase is this. Thy will be done. Okay? At this part of the prayer, this is where you ask God for his will. That's the fill-in. His will to be done in every situation. In every situation. Now, I'm excited about this part, too. I, listen, I pray this prayer every day, so I want to teach you what... This has transformed my life. I mean, like over the last three years, it's transformed my life. At this point, look what the Bible says about praying God's will. Look what it says. In 1 John 5, it says this. This is the what? 
This is the what? Confidence. confidence. This is a confidence we have in approaching God. That, let's read what's underlined. You ready? Come on. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Okay? He hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, let's read the last parts online. You ready? Come on. We know that we have, we know what we have, we have what we ask of him. Here's what I'm going to tell you. When you pray this part of the prayer, this is what you're saying. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When you pray that part, this is what you're praying. You're saying, God, I accept your way and I accept your timing. Did you hear that? I accept your way and your timing. And so this is where you begin to pray about everything right here, right? This is the part where you make your request. So watch this. So this is what it sounds like for me. When I begin to pray this prayer in the morning, again, I pray every morning uh, this prayer. It's helped my prayer life. And I say, God, thy will be done. This is what I, I first of all, I say, God, let your will be done for Israel. Israel, God, let there be peace in Israel. Why? Because the Bible said we should pray for the peace of Israel. So I do that. The second one I pray, I say, God, let your will be done in every pastor's life, oh God. Lord, the good pastors, bless them, raise them up, oh God. The ones that aren't doing well, correct them and redirect them, oh God, raise them up. Why would I pray for pastors second? Because pastors influence more people all over the world than any other politician in the world, over politicians, I should say. You see that? Pastors have more influence over... Today, there are pastors are meeting with more people around the world than anybody else will ever meet with people around the world. So we got to get pastors to get it right, right? So we pray, God, your will be done. Now, then I go on and I pray this. God, your will be done, Lord. Uh, Lord, for our president, your will be done. You say, well, I don't like him. Do you only pray for people you like? Okay, it doesn't matter if you like them. God, our governors, Lord, our senators, our congressmen, God, let your will be done. Don't you want God's will done? God, your will be done in Washington. God, your will be done for our governors. God, your will be done for our mayors. Lord, your will be done, Lord, for our city councilmen. God, your will be done in Tyler's life. God, your will be done in Caitlin's life. God, your will be done in Rhonda's life, oh God. And Lord, your will be done in the people of SCC. This is where I pray for you every day. And I say, God, your will be done in our life. And when your faces pop up before me, I start calling your names out. God, your will be done. Lord, raise them up. Don't let them fail, oh God. Bless their home, God. Bless their finances. Bless their children, oh God. And this is where I pray. God, your will be done that's right for you for you your will be done and then and then I go on to Lord God this vision you've given our church God to give people an opportunity for a better life Lord your will be done as we reach back and Lord we reach to the next generation Lord we're not leaving the next generation behind we're reaching back God your will be done help us reach those children God those young adults oh Lord we're not going to leave them behind God our children Lord the devil says he's going to get them but no God your will is that they serve you God your will be done you call our sons and daughters home God you put your hands around them God you your will be done you see what I'm talking about and you, you can, you say, well, Pastor Jeff, I don't pray like that. Well, you can. <laughs> you, get it, you, you get that fire rolling. You start praying like Jesus does. You'll wake your family up sometime. Say, what's going on? Dad upset. No, he's talking to God. I got all holy on that one. To God. He's talking to God. <laughs> okay. 
You get the point. I'll move on. Okay, look at the next phrase with me. So, our Father God, you love me. Thy will be done. You are right and you are powerful. Lord, and, and then we say, um, uh, yeah, I got that right. Hallowed be your name. You're right and you're powerful. And then, Lord, your will be done. And then look at the next phrase. Give us today our daily bread. And here's a fill-in. Ask God to give you what you need that day. Good grief. Whoa, good grief. Watch this. The problem that you and I have is this, is that we depend on people to give us what we need that day. We walk into the room and somebody's got a bad attitude and guess what? It affects our whole day, don't it? We're like, well, they're mad. They're, they're just, I don't know what's going on. And we just get all in a knot because we're expecting them to make us feel good. We're expecting them to give us a little pat on the back. We're expecting them to give us words of affirmation. We're expecting to, so much from people. And here's what I want to tell you. The problem comes when we begin to expect too much from people. Look what the Bible says. James 4 and 2, look what he says. He says this. You want something, but you don't get it. You kill and you covet. But you cannot have what you want. And look at these next five words. Let's read them out loud. You ready? Come on. You quarrel and fight. Oh, now let's read what's on the line. You ready? You do not have because you do not ask. You do not ask God, he says. You do not have. Now here's the problem. When you are expecting people to meet your needs, you live with disappointment, you live with anger, you live with frustration. But when you change that and say, God, I need you to give me my daily bread. My day is dependent on you, God. Not when I walk in that toxic environment, God. It's not going to poison me because I'm looking to you. And when I get to this part of the prayer, this is what I pray. God, give me the wisdom I need today. God, you know the situation that I'm going to walk in today that I don't even know this out there. I can't even pray about it, God, because I don't know. But you know, and so God, give me the wisdom I need. Give me the strength I need. Give me the courage I need, oh God. Give me the character that I need, oh God. Lord, give me what I need today. See what I'm talking about? When, you, when you're walking in your day and you're looking for God to give you what you need, you don't draw off everybody else. And then guess what? You don't get so disappointed by everybody else. Does that make sense to you? And that's why Jesus said, pray, give me this day. Give me the courage. Give me the insight. And here's what I want to tell you. Watch this. See, here's the deal. When you start praying, Lord, give me this day my daily bread, watch this, and you really mean it, and you start taking this phrase for, for real, you start looking at God, and guess what happens? You lower your expectations of people, and you raise your expectations of God. See what I'm talking about? And so instead of looking to people to get to make you feel good and to give you what you need, all day long you're saying, God, give me my daily bread. You walk into the, to those difficult environments and, you say, and, it's, and it's bad. People are got a bad attitude and, and it's stinking, it's rotten, and you're getting all, all this bad news. You look up and you say, God, today I receive your daily bread. You are God. Remember? Oh, God, you're my Father. You love me. God, you are holy. Hallowed be your name. You're right, oh, God. You've got the power to change this situation. Lord, let your will be done in this situation. And God, I'm walking in your daily bread today. Does that make sense to you? Okay, you're looking at me like you don't know. Now, if you just keep looking at me like that, I'm going to preach for three hours. You know better than that, right? That's why you come to this service, because there's another one coming in, and you've got to get out of here, right? I, I know. So raise your expectations of God, and lower your expectations of people. Now, watch this next phrase. Oh, this is so wonderful. Look at it. Forgive us our what? Debts as we forgive our? Yes. 
Okay, the word debts there simply means sins are wrongs, okay? Now look, here's a phrase. Here's what I want you to know. You ask God, you ask for God's forgiveness and the help to forgive others, okay? So write that down. Forgive others. Now, this is so wonderful. Watch this. Here's the deal. Notice how Jesus said pray. Again, this is the perfect prayer. Notice how he said this. He said, when you pray this prayer, you say, God, forgive me, right? That's the first part. Forgive me my debts, right? So when I get this point in prayer, I say, God, forgive me for my sins. Lord, forgive me the thoughts that I had or shouldn't have. Lord, forgive me what I said that I shouldn't have said. And Lord, anything else that I don't even remember, please forgive me. I want the slate clean, right? Then I move into the next part of the prayer. Lord, help me to forgive those people that sinned against me. Now, this is what's important. I have to ask God to help me forgive the people that I can't. I have to ask God to forgive me of the things I cannot forget. Oh, oh, I said that wrong. I ask God to help me forgive people for the things that they've done to me that I cannot forget they've done. Does that make sense to you? So, So listen, if I could forget it, then I wouldn't need to forgive it, right? And so those things pop up in my mind sometimes. How about you? I mean, like, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, all of a sudden it pops up in my mind when somebody done to me, and I start going, you know what I'm talking about? If I let that grind, but here's what Jesus said. So we said, he said, so you're going to pray, Father, forgive me first. Now, let me ask you a question. How many of you have had to ask God to forgive you more than one time a day? Anybody beside me? Okay, I'm looking, I'm looking, okay, let me see. All right, yeah, there we go. Them hands better go up. They better go up, don't you? Oh, not me. Yeah, right, you ain't in heaven yet. You ain't tricking me. Here's what I want to tell you, watch this. If we have to ask God more than one time to forgive us each day, but somebody does something to us, (laughs) Somebody does something to us, we say, we got a little pencil, don't we? Okay, well, that's one time. Oh, no, that's two times. Lord, that's three times in three months. Oh, no, they're out of here. Heck no, you out of my life, Uh uh-uh. Three times in three months. And you've got to talk to God every day. So Jesus said, listen, when you, before you start judging and, and complaining about those people down here, you just remember what God is doing for you. So here's the, here's the secret to forgiveness. Watch this. Remember this. You can't forget it, so you've got to forgive it. So this is it. Whenever you start thinking about what somebody's done to you, Jesus said, you just remember what God has done for you. Did you hear that? When you start thinking about what they've done to you, when you start thinking about it, you go back and say, oh, God, but you've forgiven me of so much. God, you forgave me of this, and you forgave me of that. And so you just remember what God has forgiven you for, and your mind to get off of what they've done to you. Amen? That's how you get forgiveness in your life. And so what I want to tell you about this is that one of the places that we find freedom at SEC is in our groups. Here's why. Because in groups, it's amazing how that people can... People in those groups are. Some of them have been through what you're going through, and others are going through what you're going through. And God uses those people to say something that triggers something inside of your heart that helps you release something that's going on there. I cannot explain it. It's a supernatural miracle, and you have to be around other people to do it. So I want to make some suggestions to you today about groups. They're inside of our, our program, and you can sign up by, uh, by on the back of your connection card. Watch this. 
If you're struggling financially or, you, or you're just arguing with your spouse fi- about your finances, uh, then the financial peace is where you need to be. I'm telling you, you need to go there. Don't quit griping about your finances and do something about it. Listen, we have groups that call freedom groups. If you're just struggling with a heaviness in your life and you just can't figure out what's going on, I would challenge you to go through freedom. I would challenge you to do that. We got a couple groups that. There we have marriage groups that you can go through those groups. And you, we have uh, singles groups. We have all, I'm doing a businessman's group. We, we have all kinds of groups. But listen, all we can do is give you opportunity. You have to take it. So I want to challenge you to sign up for a group. And they fill up fast, so please sign up today. Okay, the next one, watch this. The next one is, lead us not into temptation, but deliver me from what? Evil. Okay, here we go. Ask God to keep you from falling into temptation. Listen, Jesus taught us this prayer. Jesus knew that your willpower would not be enough. Look, Look at me. I do not have enough willpower to keep me out of trouble. I don't. I know where I shouldn't go and what I shouldn't do, but there's some situations that sometimes hunt you down. Are you you tracking with me? They hunt you down. In those moments, I have to have God Almighty to step in and intervene, and Jesus knew that you would too. That's why he prayed. That's why he said, you are to pray, God, deliver me from this temptation because my willpower will fail me, and I need God power, right? And so I got to, so every day, and listen, you call it out what you're temptation. You're just talking to God. And so you just go ahead and say, God, I'm in this area. God, you have got to help me or I'm going to be in real trouble. And if you will pray that, it is amazing. I can't tell you how many times God has supernaturally moved that situation out of my life, moved me out of that situation, and whatever was too heavy for me to handle. Do you say, Pastor, you got temptations that are too heavy for you? Absolutely. And so do you. Everybody's quiet right now. How about a big amen right there? That's right, yeah. You are a human being too. That's right. Okay, let me go to the last one. Oh, I love this last phrase. Remember the Lord's Prayer here. Now, this is a phrase. I want you to keep the outline and you read it, okay, so you'll know how to pray. The last one is this. Look, he says, Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, watch this. Here's the fill-in. Praise God that he is in control. Praise God that he is in control. Wow, oh, man. This is where God wants you to end with praise. Praise, prayer and praise always precede breakthrough. In the scripture, we're about to read you a, a little story of a guy by the name of Paul and his partner Silas who, after Jesus had went back to heaven, they were a part, of the, part of the first church and they were being persecuted for their faith. They were thrown into jail. And so look what happens here. Look what it says. About midnight, Paul and Silas were what? Praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. What's that next word? Suddenly. Suddenly. That's breakthrough right there. Suddenly, 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 breakthrough. Suddenly, there was was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. What's those next two words? At At once. That's breakthrough right there. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose. 
Now, what I want to tell you is that those guys had been beaten. They had been thrown into jail. They were put behind bars. They're, they had shackles on their hands and on their feet. And they had every reason to be saying, why God? But they got in that jail cell about midnight after they'd taken their beating. And all of a sudden, they begin to pray, God, you know about where we are. You are our Father. You love us. Oh, God, hallowed be your name, Lord. You are right and you have all power. God, your will be done. Give us tonight, this day, Lord, our daily bread, oh, Lord. And, Lord, we want you to forgive us, oh, God, and help us forgive these soldiers that have beaten us half to death, oh, Lord. And, God, you lead us not into temptation, but, God, deliver us out of this evil that we're in. And about that time, Paul looked over at Silas and said, Silas, give me a little beat there, boy. Silas being the stomp his feet. And all of a sudden, Paul begins to sing, Lord, you are good. Now, I've got to stop right there, okay? You're waiting on that, right? But Lord, you're good. Even though I'm bleeding, oh God, I can't keep the beat going. Somebody's got to help me. Even though I'm bleeding and, I, and I'm falling, Lord, I'm hurting right now. But God, you are good. And Lord, they begin to sing a praise to God that Lord, right in the middle of these shackles, these prisoners are beside me, but you are good, oh God. There is none like you, oh Lord. You're great even though we're hurting right now. Even though we're stinging right now, God. You are good, almighty God. You're good. You're good. Oh, watch what happens. Oh, watch this. Then God Almighty got the bounce at his foot. And when God bounced his foot, the earth began to shake. And as the earth began to shake, those prison bars that was holding them down flew open. And all of a sudden, those shackles on their hands fell off. The shackles on their feet fell off. I'm telling you, when you begin to pray and you begin to praise, God removes the prison bars. He takes the shackles off of you and you become the person that God Almighty called you to be. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.